This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. This episode of Beers and a Lot Hockey Podcast brought to you by... Shouldn't having conversations with your money be easy? Easier than counting the planets, at least. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Oh, what happened to Pluto? Did it offend someone? FM Trust is here to help you have better conversations with your money. Go bank it easy at fmtrust.bank. What's up, everyone? It's episode 144 of Beers in the Lot. We got a great episode for you this week. The guys and I were watching Game 7 of Kraken and Stars while we recorded this episode. But before we get to topics, let me just remind you about our website at beersinthelot.com. That's where you can find our merchandise store and our link to the Discord server. Check it out, beersinthelot.com. So in this episode, the guys and I were talking about, obviously, Game 7 between Stars and Kraken, and also Game 6 between the Knights and the Oilers. We also got back on the subject of the Maple Leafs and what's in store for them. And we gave her thoughts on what's going to happen in the conference finals. So here we go. Let's crack the beers. Aaron, what do you have this evening? I am uh, stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit here. I've got a Voodoo Ranger. Oh, Juicy nice. Haze oh, IPA. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Aaron. Oh, from New Belgium. Yeah. New Belgium, yes. It's not bad, honestly. Kind of like it. Hmm. Jesus, 7.5. There you go. Not sure why I like it. Normally, if it's over <laughs> six or so, then I'm normally out. But this is pretty well, good. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have there, Daniel? Uh, I have a Emperor Julius double IPA from Treehouse Brewing Company. 8.8. Oh. Just I'm about to go to sleep after this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Johnny disguising something in a paper bag. What do you, what do you have over there? I'm I'm in uh, New Jersey, so I wanted to blend in. Uh, so I got a brown paper bag, Pacifico. Nice. So, Pacifico yeah. is a good beer. Yeah. It was like the only thing that had cold in the tall boys. It was either this, any sort of ice beer you could possibly imagine, or tweez. <laughs> and I was like really close to pulling the trigger on the tweez, but I saw these, so I was like, you know what? That that's a responsible Monday Good choice. night. Good choice. <laughs> Monday <laughs> evening. Yeah. Monday if it was Thursday choice. or Friday, tweezer on the table. <laughs> like it's on. <laughs> We're getting after it. Uh Riggs, what do you have this evening? Uh nothing fancy. Uh things have been busy. Didn't get a chance to go to the store. Actually, uh the kids had spring hockey practice tonight which I am not coaching. So uh, while I was waiting, I decided I would try to go to the local store only to find out that they close at 8 o'clock. So, yeah. So luckily, I usually have a stash of cold as the Rockies, silver bullets, Coors Light. (laughs) Mountains are blue, of course. (laughs) Always blue. They always are. Nice. Sounds like we all have fine beverages to watch Game 7 here, then. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a goaltender battle here. Sure does. Unlike the uh, start of Edmonton and uh, Vegas last <laughs> night, where there was multiple goals in the first few 12 seconds, minutes. I think, was the first goal. 
Yeah. And then a response 40 seconds later or something like, yeah. Insane. Everybody thought that everybody thought that, uh, betting the over was going to win. Well, it did. It did. And then it eventually did. Yes. It It slowed down after that initial burst, but then, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. Oil are out. Knights are in. Bye Canada. You're gone. Bye Canada. Yeah. <laughs> As we don't usual. lock you anymore. <laughs> 30, 30 years. 30 years. Yep. Yeah. Since Montreal won. Multiple teams in the final, though. So, I mean, it's not like they haven't had cracks at it. Yep. Maybe Poorly someday. constructed teams. Yep. They just need to learn how to play hockey up there. That's all they yeah. need. They need to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know anything. Wow. <laughs> well, I, all right. Um, all right. If you look like kind of the Donnie's faces, kind of the faces of their franchise, you know, Brady is an American. Matthews is an American. You know, up until two years ago or like a season ago, Calgary had Johnny Hockey and the other Kachuk, both American. So, I mean, Brock and Quinn Hughes are in Vancouver, Americans. Americans. So. Yeah, did Mark you know? Is. Did you know that sixteen of the twenty skaters dressed, or sixteen of the twenty players dressed for the Vegas Golden Knights in that elimination game were Canadian? Huh? They have the most Canadian players on their roster, on their hmm. you know playing roster. So interesting. Just, yes, interesting. Good for thought. Interesting. And I say this while I'm wearing a USA hockey hat and I have um, PFG fish flag, American flag uh, hoodie on. So (laughs) let freedom reign. Yeah. (laughs) Captain America over there. Yeah. Captain America over there. I'm wearing American stuff from head to toe, all got made all... in a foreign country. Exactly. That's essentially what. But no, Vegas. Vegas showed up. Like they had the depth, and Edmonton didn't get enough power plays, and they suck at five on five. So I'm gonna I'm going to qualify that statement about five on five play. Okay. So when you say that, what you really mean is they didn't score on, at five on five, because in reality, at five on five, they did drive play. Correct. They didn't put what happened. In what happened was is they got a sub eight percent shooting percentage at five on five. Not enough. Right. Not it did, enough. It didn't go in. So, and, and a lot of people and it, myself included, like, we're going to say like the goaltending situation, like why wasn't Campbell in Skinner, you know, lost the game, lost the series, like whatever, but team save percentage at five on five was a cool nine zero eight. So yeah. that's good enough. That's good enough. You know, if if you're actually scoring goals. So, you know, I I don't think they were as bad as maybe the beginning of that game last night looked. 
hmm. or as you know the sort of reaction 24 hours later now would suggest yeah right i i was one of the ones who was like skinner's now been chased in three of the seven games yada yada then this morning i was kind of like you know what I do like Jack, but also like I think Woodcroft has a bigger familiarity with Skinner. He he got them right. exactly where they are, and also too like Vegas found something, or they just were able. You know, sometimes I I hate saying it, but it is kind of true. Some teams just have your number. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. And he's also a rookie, so like you know he'll learn from it. He'll get better. I'm sure. You know he'll, he may even win the Calder this year over veneers we'll see on that but like he i mean essentially for the last couple of years the problem with edmonton was they have some of the guns they don't have a goal well holland essentially you know gave him some tools they got Eckholm and skinner played well and jack campbell was there to kind of like clean up some of the mess too but like i think next year they got two good goalies going into next year we'll see what happens so and i do think i don't care what anyone says Edmonton's good enough with Leon and McDavid. They'll they'll get in, and then we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. but also like Vegas is a damn good team. They both finished in the top ten in in team standing. So like, it's no shame. Like, I mean, it's not like you know Columbus beat you or something. You know, like so I don't think the sky is gonna fall. I really don't. So Toronto, um, different story. Yeah, different yeah. story up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it's the way that one ended. Unfortunately, like you built up a lot of goodwill after the first round, and then just to go down three nothing. Like I think if they would have lost in like six or seven games, but like you kind of were in it. Whatever, all, all the games were fairly close, but it's just the fact that like they couldn't get a bounce. The say whatever you want. The big four was kind of non-existent outside of Nylander, pretty much. Like he was clearly he had some pop in his step. And I'll probably be a casualty, which also sucks. So. I I don't. <laughs> um, even though they won that game four, right, and it was what two one or something. Yep. Like they they still it's five years now with that core. They still don't know how to win a two one game like consistently. They can't get it done. Yeah. They yeah. don't. They don't know how to change how they're going to approach the game and the opponent to win that one goal game. Like, I don't think, I don't think this current iteration of, of the Leafs would ever be able to win a one, nothing playoff game. Like, like get the goal early and then hold on. Right. And, and do that whole thing. Like, I don't, right. I don't think, they know how to do it. Like or what Dallas is trying to do right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right. But but like watching this Dallas team, like and knowing and having watched a lot of the players over the years, they could probably do it here. And they got, you know, they got Jake the Snake in net and like like they could they could probably do it. Um, but that Toronto team, right, they don't when you watch them, it's like they're still playing the same way that they were playing in the regular season. And when the, you know, the dice surface doesn't get smaller, but the space goes away in the playoffs. Right. And you got to change how you're going to play. You got to simplify a little bit. You got to play a little dirty. You got to, you know, do some things that you wouldn't do in the regular season. And I just don't know. I don't know if that group is ever going to get there. Well, 
the way also, that they're constructed today. Also, too, you kind of touched on it, and we were talking about Dallas, especially like Robertson's been held off in terms of goals. He's had a few games where he gets some points and stuff, but while he's on the ice, he's still like impacting in a positive way, and he's not a defensive liability. Right. Like it almost seems like Matthews. I mean, I love Matthews. I kind of think there's something wrong with the wrist. We'll see what happens. But like, if he's not scoring, he does enough defensively where he's not a liability, but he's not like, he's not doing anything extra defensively where you're like, holy hell, look at this. You know, like he's not turning the tide defensively. And, and maybe Matthews isn't a player, totally fine. But like, sometimes you just, like you said, it's been four or five years of the same stuff. Like, come on, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta give us something. So there, there's two things with that. Like, Matthews, I think they said today, he was definitely hurt for the duration of, you know, the first round and the second round. So the playoffs, I don't like to say that with Toronto because like they're not, they're, they're not part of like the playoffs. So, <laughs> so like, like, you know, so, uh, but even when he's hurt, like he still has to play a role. Like if they're giving you the roster right. spot, you got to figure it out. So if, Go if you're not, so if you're not dangling and you're not scoring the goals, like you're getting a sweater and you're getting a roster spot, like you got to figure it out. If that means now you're going to be, you know, the the defensive skill guy or whatever, like you got to figure it out. Um, but I just, again, like the second piece of that is I don't think in that the current roster construction, and it's been sort of the same for the last, five years they're never gonna get there they've got to make some big changes which everyone has alluded to over the last few years that one of the big four has got to go maybe two of the big four. you think that comes this off season no it's gotta right if they're gonna have success it's gotta come this off this off season so they're gonna do the same exact thing next year let's take a break to hear from our sponsors Shouldn't having conversations with your money be easy? Like easier than pronouncing Worcestershire, no, uh, Worcester. Huh, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Oh, man. Yeah, there's no way anyone gets that on the first try. FM Trust is here to help you have better conversations with your money. Our business banking relationship managers deliver the personalized service and speedy responses that help your small business do big things. Go bank it easy at fmtrust.bank. Member FDIC. Worcestershire. Worcestershire? Well, I know there was there was a lot of talk on what they're going to do with the big four. They have a a very they have two pressing issues, which actually is like kind of very in a funny way, like very Toronto Maple Leafs drama. You know, like everything's just bigger because they they do stuff a certain way. So there's flux with Dubis because you don't know what the hell's going on with him. Fully understand. Matthews has a no trade that kicks in July first. He is he's also not an, signed. Well, well no, he's UFA next, next year. He's, he's not he's UFA next, next year. Yeah. So there's a high likelihood if Dubis goes somewhere else, the new GM has little to no time to kind of essentially go, hey, Austin, what's your, pro- what's your thoughts on the future? This is my plan, blah, blah, blah. You know, so maybe he hears that and goes like, eh, I don't want to be part of this or I don't like this direction. I liked Kyle's vision. You know, who knows? And then you go in next season, he has a no-movement clause, he just plays out the season and goes off into the sunset, they get nothing for him. 
And then also, also he can waive that trade that no trade clause. He has he has the ability to waive it. So yeah, but essentially, if he really when, wants to move, then he can. He does, but when a player has just a straight no move, you can't even start negotiating. You can't even hypothetically go, "Hey, I got this trade to go to you." Normally, in that situation, the player and agent go to the team and go, "Hey, we are open to move to X amount of teams." But when they have sure. a full no move like him, like if you're a general manager, you can't. You essentially are bent over a bear. Plus all the yeah, other UFAs but that he can Toronto tell has. the GM. He, can he be could, like, but maybe he just goes, I want to, I don't want to move next year. I like being here. I'll deal with that in the off se- next off season. Maybe. Yeah. I'll go to another big market like LA or, you know, he could, I don't want to see him in Arizona, but depending on how the voting goes for the arena, maybe they end up moving. So maybe he does hypothetically go there next year. Cause he'll have to find a new arena thing <laughs> like in another fucking city state but they're like leeches and cockroaches they'll figure something out scummy i just like you know well that that was my thought about the uh uh the maple leafs is that maybe we're we're witnessing the the rats wanting to jump ship i mean (laughs) it like for real it could be that uh, that matthews (laughs) might want out it could be that that these guys marshawned (laughs) yeah well you I, but it could be that they're trying. They're all wanting to get out. They're like, "Hey, the the us, us four of us, we're not going to win. We need to split. We need I, to get out of here and do something different." Or they're just sick of the heat. I don't know any. I don't know anything about these people personally. I I have no inside knowledge or anything. This is just my gut feeling over the last few years since they signed Tavares and gave him the C. It's it has felt like there's a bad vibe. Even yeah. even even when they're doing really well in the regular season and they're having these, you know, so many games win streaks and all the all the guys are on these point streaks and you know Matthews is going and Marner's going and Willie's going and everything, like it's it, there's I always got this feeling watching like player interviews and watching them on TV when they're playing and everything that there was just like this weirdness around the team with that whole, you know, they go get Tavares from Long Island and they give him the C because he's the Toronto captain, you know, he's, he's Mr. Toronto or whatever. And you know, the, the picture of him sleeping, sleeping in the, in the bed with all the Toronto sheets and blankets and shit and, right. and whatever, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, okay. There were guys that have been there that had kind of got the team to that point And they were probably looked at as leaders in the organization, even though they're young, like plenty of young players have been given Captain C's on their on their chests, like tons. before they were probably ready, but tons. It's a, it it shows it shows the organization. It shows like the fan base and the community around the team. Like this is the type of player that we want to lead the team, and this is what we value, right? And mm-hmm. like Tavares is not worth that eleven million. Nope, not even close. Nope. not even close. And yeah, he's good in front of the reporters and everything because he's safe and he doesn't say anything. 
and and what you know he's like a robot like i i don't know it's just something about that it's, whole thing has just struck me as weird and there's i agree it, i just feel like it's been it's a very bad corporate vibe. for no reason right the one thing i i saw from all the chris johnston said it uh jeff o'neill brian hayes all, all those guys that are are in toronto and cover it pretty religiously they all said it's kind of annoying you hear these same very corporate soulless kind of answers and it's interesting hearing from ryan o'reilly i was thinking about more and more because like ryan o'reilly after he got traded from buffalo he's like those guys just are fine with losing right they accept it it's part of their dna there they got to change it up now buffalo looks like they're on a better direction great he said some stuff when he was in st louis you know especially about the last couple of years how They've gotten close, and this year has been kind of off the rails for him in St. Louis before he got traded. He just goes, it was just weird this year, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting, like a guy who seems very like confident, sure of himself, headstrong, not like a, I don't want to say a yes man, but like he, he definitely speaks his mind, and he's well thought out. He doesn't just like blurb out stuff randomly. It's like well thought out answers, but it does have like a, a purpose to it. And even he was like, no, we, I like the organization and blah, blah. So like part of me is like, is this coming from like Shanahan and the owners, which is two media conglomerates and another one, like right. a, I right. forget off the top of my head, like maybe it's coming from them. Like, Hey, this is what we want you to say. And it's sports and it should be emotional. I would like, it is interesting when you hear like, you know, teams that we follow like Ovechkin on, on years they have it. He's like, we got to get done. I wasn't good enough, you know, whatever. and. Ovechkin's one of the ones in all the game sevens. I think he's like the Capitals all-time leading goal scorer and point scorer in a game seven anyway. So he yeah. shows up. And like, you know, Crosby and Malkin, every time they don't do it, they go like, we're we're not good enough. We're not doing the things we need to do. It's like brain farts. They all do say like, we want to be here, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, <laughs> they, they kind of admit fault. And it's like, all the guys in Toronto are like, we just, you know, we had an opportunity, we didn't do it. There's no like, I need to be better. I should be better. I did this, I did that. And and I get that. Maybe that's a maturity thing. Maybe it is. You know, it's like, like that thing from from Shorzy when when she's talking about how hockey <laughs> players are different. <laughs> like for real, it is. It's like uh, when when one guy goes out and scores a hat trick, then he says we as a team did well. But right. when yeah. the whole team loses, one guy will say I didn't do my part. Right. Yeah. And. Right. You're 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 right, John. You're not seeing that from well, it's Toronto. Kinda, it's kinda like uh Swayman. I mean, I hate saying it, like, you know, to rub salt on the Bruins wound. He he said after game seven, he's like, I was good, but I was one save short. I wish I could have given the guys one more save. And it's right. like, dude, like you lost a game seven by one goal. Like, you came in cold. What are you gonna do? Like to me, like I'm like, you did your job, dude. I don't know. It's like it's very interesting. Like to see that, to see that happen. Like you would think after a few years, one of them would finally snap. Hmm. I mean, like well, especially I... Mitch too. Like he, you know, last year he got carjacked and he gets harassed all the damn time. And and then like you love to bring up that he got carjacked. Oh, because it's so funny. <laughs> it is, it's so funny. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, well the problem is not funny. Right, it's carjacking ridiculous. is not funny. It's we not. do not condone carjacking. I do not right. condone no. carjacking. We I can laugh just, about just, it now because yeah. nobody got hurt. No one was but, hurt. Right. It was totally fine. But like, for me, I'm kind of like Mitch. Like, you're a Toronto kid. You've dealt with this. You dealt with this pressure all the time. 
and you constantly just say, we don't care about anyone outside the room. We just care about each other. Like, stop giving me that, that Corbin answer. Cause you could tell he's kind of like the one that kind of cracks a little bit. Yeah. But today, today, like his, so like I watch, I watched his, uh, you know, the, whatever the player wrap up yeah. media availability and stuff. So I watched his and I watched, uh, Matthews mm-hmm. and, uh, when, when the beat reporters are in front of them, every question is, what are you going to do? Basically, yeah. like, yeah. what are your plans? Yeah. Not, not, what do you think the team, you know, this, is, now the only other thing they did consistently ask was, what do you think of Kyle? What do you think of Kyle do? Yeah, they did bring that up mm-hmm. a lot. And so it's, it's all about like, what are you going to do as an individual? And what do you think of Kyle Dubas as a as an individual, as a GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? I, I did and, think it was interesting when they asked. He said, I'm either going to be in Toronto, which is great. That's awesome. Good for him. Or he's going to take time. And I think the time off is like, I like Toronto. I, I think maybe like I don't want to be here anymore because I think there's some uncomfortable conversations and decisions he wants to do. And maybe he's like, I just don't want to do that at this point. So if he's gone, technically he's like, my hands are kind of washed of it to some extent and I can move on. But then also if he takes time off, he can kind of pick and choose the situation a little better. And maybe the next job he wants maybe isn't GM. Maybe it's like a GM where he doesn't have a president of hockey ops looking over him to some extent. He has a little more like control because Shanahan, I'm sure, does have quite a bit of say. Quite a bit of say. Which sometimes is good. Like I think more more hands on the wheel is good sometimes. But if you're in, if you're all of like mind, if that makes it in one direction, one focus, it it probably works well. But one wants to turn left, one wants to go right. I I always so say do? I always say that the GM's crutch is like the hiring and firing of a coach. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know he he hired Sheldon Keefe out you know out of the organization right but you know he hired him and and, he hired him when he was a gm of the marlies too and he hasn't fired him yet so i what i always say is the pattern is the gm gets to hire a coach they get to fire them they get to hire a new coach and then they're kind of they're on their their downward yeah. sort of They've trajectory the at that point, right? Yeah. Like, well, that that's sort of like their last big move that they could really affect right. change, mm-hmm. unless they, you know, figure out some sort of free agent signing or trade that really affects things. But that that's not the case all the time, right? Like the the trade deadline is mostly bullshit, and <laughs> the free agent time the draft mostly whatever. bullshit too yeah. like not a lot is really actually happening they're not affecting a lot of change but the coach and the way that we're going to approach the game and the way that we're going to get ready for it and and actually play it and all these things um that could be a big deal and and it can also send a message to the club and to the players like this is what we value, right? Um, but uh, I just, I don't think he's going to get that chance. 
<laughs> Doesn't look like it. Yeah, I think uh, I think mo- things are going to move quickly in Toronto and not in Kyle's favor. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe they're like, you know what? At this point, we we have to do some certain things. I'm sure if you're here, you're not going to do, like I said, the uncomfortable choices that need to be made. You know, and I'm sure yeah. if they're hiring a new GM, he or she, whoever has to come in, they're going to have a plan like literally laid out to ownership. Like this is 60 days. This is 90 days. This is a year. This is two years. This is what we're doing with our contract. Like in, and you, like I said, he or she has to figure that out before they're even hired. And especially with the big four, I think they all have like either like no trade, partial trade or, you know, limited, no trade. So like, good luck with that. (laughs) Good, good luck. Like it's JT, brutal. like all those guys, I think are very valuable pieces. Like, don't get me wrong, but like JT, you're not moving that contract unless you throw in something. You you physically have to throw in something where another team's like, yes, this makes sense. Yeah, like we'll we'll do that, and that sucks because the Some, salary cap hasn't bailed them out a little bit. It's too early now, but somebody's gonna have to buy that contract out. Like it's too early in the term, but someone is gonna have to buy yeah, that contract three, out. I think there's yep. three seasons left, right? Right. Starting next year. Yeah. Right. Someone like him and Mitch s- are on the same deal, yeah. Or not some, deal, but term. Someone has to buy that JT contract out eventually. Like it'll the last be, two years or something. Yeah, it'll be Arizona. Because <laughs> yeah. it is when they're in Salt Lake Arizona. or Houston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. I'm not caught up. Are they cracking out? Almost. How much time's left? <laughs> I nine see seconds. nine seconds left on mine. 9.2 seconds. Okay. <laughs> We're the same, Aaron. <laughs> we are the same. Unless they get a clap bomb from the point. Bjork Strand got one to at least crack the goose egg, but uh, with 17 seconds left, that's a tall order. Get one in 17 seconds. Wait, crack, so Vegas and Dallas are going to be in the out. conference finals? That's how it's looking. Yep. It's looking like it's going to be a, a Super South uh, conference final. I think I heard that somewhere before. Oh, my. Yeah. Hmm. Why will we <laughs> An old prediction was made. And Tune in next week. Like it's coming to fruition. <laughs> my East bracket got hit by an 18-wheeler, so it doesn't matter. But my West. Hey, my West is looking good, too. Looked very good. And that's so, the game. Happy. Yeah. Oh my god. Dallas is throwing streamers. I didn't know they won the cup. <laughs> is a cup tonight? Did I miss something? <laughs> okay. Yeah, boys, you're halfway there. Come on. Let's uh let's tone it down a bit. Yeah. Some happy paper snakes falling from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Ottinger had a good game, so I'm happy for him. He he had a rough go against Seattle this whole series. <laughs> rough go. But in the East, Danny, what say you? Carolina, <laughs> Florida. How you feel about that? Oh, my God. I don't know. That's tough. What do you think? Mm. I got to go Panthers. Yeah, I'm going Cats. <laughs> I got to go Panthers. They're goodest, man. Just the just the two Ugh, teams that they bounced. I hate that cat. I I want the I, Cats to lose on Radko Gudis's. Well, nobody likes uh, Gudis, but on him alone. On. <laughs> two two things about Florida. Radko Gudis 
and the stalls. Oh yeah, yeah. they have both of those <laughs> <Man. thing> dongs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a coin flip either way. But also, yeah. doesn't does Carolina still have a stall? They do. Yes. Okay, so this series, all. you know what? This series. It's, uh, that's what they're going to yeah. do all uh. fucking series. Right. <laughs> oh, so, it's brother versus brothers. Versus brother, brother. Are the most brother. overrated <laughs> brothers we, of We're going to hear about NHL. that fucking turf farm forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I could grow grass too. It's right outside. I could grow grass too. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm you do have grass. I do have grass. Harold <laughs> Sutter has a farm. He doesn't even talk about it. You know? Bullshit, John. He talks about it all the time. Every well, press conference. Him, but they ask him. They're like, oh, Daryl, what are you doing? So he just mentions it. He's he just not it. like, oh, did I tell you I have a fucking farm? No. People no, ask him shows, what he's doing tomorrow. He just shows and up like, in yeah. cowboy shirts after practice. <laughs> yeah. <And> like... <laughs> <laughs> hey Daryl, what are you doing? Oh, I gotta go tractor supply, get a new stock tank, and then I'm going here and there. <laughs> so like whatever. I just I don't know. I I want the cats to do it just because I kind of like I believe in the juju a little bit, but also too like they're a fast team. Like that's sexy. I want to see that. I'm going Spark purely on the teams that they've bounced already. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it would got, be. They got Boston and Toronto on their resume already. Yeah, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, if they just keep knocking down all the giants <laughs> on their way. Well, there's like so much uh, kind of background too with Rod Brendamore and Paul Maurice, you know. So it, it it's kind of interesting stuff. We'll see. There's a bunch of storylines there for sure. But oh, yeah. uh, who would they probably be? Who would who do you predict that they would be facing coming from the West though? Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, yeah, Vegas, Vegas Superstars. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. I think I agree. I agree. Jack Eichel, my boy, whizzing down, sniping God. biscuits, all those thick guys. Oh, how can you not like that? Like, come on. Ooh. I still love how you say your boy, and you, you hated that guy. I know, you hated him. A few seasons ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> always been a, always had a soft spot for. You always Eichel. talk shit about Jack Eichel. You're like, oh, he's a poop of pants, uh, this and that, blah blah blah. Like, yeah, all right. So for a few years he's skating boy. around. All right, so a few years he had a dump in his pants skating around and a stupid haircut. <laughs> and now he's skating around. He changed he, his diaper, but he still has a stupid haircut. He's literally, he's literally skating the same way. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just with better people. Just with better guys. Yeah. 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 Just with better better dudes. That's all. <laughs> Nothing crazy. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Jack. I, uh, me and Jack. <laughs> I would kind of like to see Pavelski get a shot though. Yes, absolutely. I do like Pavelski. Yes. He's always like, like, he's always like cool, quiet. And like, even though I never liked that Sharks team, just because like I got sick of the hype. Like, I know why you didn't like the Sharks team. Yeah. But uh, Pavelski is like, is like a wish.com Phil Kessel. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, he's going to, but not a wish. No, he's not wish.com, but he's like, he's like a budget 
Phil Kessel. Like so, he's a right. beast. Don't say that. But Don't at the same budget. time, just he's... say like he's not. He's not like uh, Mountain Dew. He's Mountain Breeze. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's mellow mountain yellow. Lightning. He's no, mellow mountain yellow lightning. to Mountain yeah. Dew. Yeah. Yeah. Mountain yeah. Lightning. Both, yeah. Both. Uh, both. Americans. Um, Wisconsinites. Hockey. Yeah. Both yeah, Wisconsinites. Wisconsinites. So, yeah. you know, very similar. What have you? <laughs> what have you? <laughs> very, very similar. They like, they like various cheeses. Yeah, they like various Wisconsin. cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> they appreciate a good cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like a good stout cheese. <laughs> all right, that'll do it. Thank you so much for your listen on this episode. We appreciate all the support we get. All your likes and ratings and reviews and subscriptions. All those things help us out. So keep them coming. And we'll keep the episodes coming. You can expect another one next week. So we'll see you then. Later. <laughs>